and the, and we'll go and read from John, First uh, John. Um, but thank you. Uh, you do do a huge help when you pray for me. There's no doubt that you do. Oftentimes I have uh, come up with words on a paper. They don't mean anything, but your prayers help me shine the light of Jesus by the Holy Spirit as you pray for me. So thank you. Uh, if you are just joining now, or I can't remember what we've been doing the last few weeks, which is a good, good chance you don't, um, I just want to really just start summing up before we're going to read. Uh, John's doing the same thing we're trying to do. He is writing to this group of people, but they got a few things maybe not correct about who Jesus is and who God is. We had the people say, well, I don't sin at all. And then we had the other people saying, we can sin as much as we want because Jesus died. And John's trying to like, no, <laughs> you misunderstood some things about Jesus. And you misunderstood some things about God. So he's trying to paint the, a better picture, a truer picture of of who God is. And last week we had the, the part where it's like, well, loving God produces joy. But hatred produces misery. So he's calling them to walk in light and walk in joy, serving and loving one another. And he was saying that when we walk in the light, we are not a stumbling block so other people fall. No, then we show the light to other people. But if we have hatred and darkness, we don't even know where we're going ourselves. So people will trip over us as well. John's writing, so his joy and the joy that he is with uh, will be complete. That's what he said in the beginning. I'm writing these things that my joy or our joy will be complete. So he has this, I want to show you who God really is because that's going to be, as I do that, my joy is going to be full. And as he writes in second and third John, I'm just so, I'm just so, I'm just so overcome with joy to hear that my children is walking in the light. That's what John wants for the people he writes to. Um, That's also what he wants for us as he writes. He wants to give a better picture, a more accurate picture of who God is so we can marvel, worship, and be encouraged and filled with joy and we, as we enjoy who God is and that we don't have to walk in darkness and hate towards our brothers and sisters. So he's asking that we get this great, more accurate view of who God is. When are we going to get there? Eternity. It's going to take a while. Our picture hopefully gets better and better, or it does, that's Jesus says in Philippians, but we will explore the greatness of God for all eternity. Then teenagers will say, well, why should I start now then? Well, because eternity, a long time, you might always want to get going on the project. And your joy would increase as you do it. It's not just teenagers. That's just because I work with teenagers at some point. 
But it is, of course, like if I have an infinite task, why would I do it? Because it's great. It's great to know who God is. It's great to feel loved by God so we can love one another. And I know most, many of you have experienced that. So it's a, an invitation to continue to pr- pr- uh, pr- pursue Jesus. That he might be glorified. That the praise will go to God by the Holy Spirit. That was the introduction. Now I'll take on my fancy glasses and read. Because I'm more than 40 years old. So... Today we only have a few verses. Uh, we'll read uh, verses or chapter two, verses twelve through fourteen. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for the name, for His name's sake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know Him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I'm writing to you children because you know the Father. I write to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you're strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Amen. Little children, children, fathers, young men. Paul addresses like all those people. Um, but what does he say to them? That's what I mean, mostly what I focused on. Because is this little children? Is this young man? Or is this spiritual? He's already called us little children early on. He's called us beloved. Little children is not necessarily little children could be people that are children in their walk with Jesus. Fathers walked a longer time. Young men walked with God as well. But what does he say to the different things? The first one is about sin. I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. A lot of the time we have a, and it was just right, we have a focus on like, well, Jesus died for my sin. So I could be set free, which is true. There's nothing wrong with that. But here it talks about, but it was for the glory of Jesus' name that he died for my sin. So there's something about the little children who's understood who Jesus is, and then he's writing to them, well, yes, it is for your sake. Absolutely. But it's also for the glory of Jesus' name's sake that you've been forgiven. So what does that mean? Well, That when anyone understands who Jesus is and the Holy Spirit opens up our eyes, we we run to God and, and we are braced and we feel all this love and this amazingness of have our sins forgiven. But there's something that happens also in the spiritual places and as we start worshiping. Well, as we start worshiping Jesus, his name is glorified. As Jesus brings each of us to the Father through his sacrifice in his life, 
Jesus' name is glorified. And so when, when Jesus does those things, and he, we see in Jesus, like, their story on the incarnation, that God comes to the earth. He humbles himself to enter the creation. We, we read that, which is a part of my story, or not read, we, we sang that song, sung the song, The Light of the World. And you can go back to those, like, whatever, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> we'll get the other ones later. Well, where, where Jesus enters in, into the world. He humbles himself to enter what was created through him and for him by the Father. Remembering that Jesus was always worshipped by the heavenly, not always, but worshipped by the heavenly being and was always in creation, uh, in, in, in collaboration, uh, was always with God and the Holy Spirit. That amazing relationship, but also worshipped by the host of heaven, infinitely glorious and rich humbles himself and become poor. And I say it all the time at Christmas, there's no way if I was eternal God, I was going to be a baby. There's, there's no way I was going to do that. But he does. He experiences what it's like to be a, hel- to helpless baby, a helpless baby. He lives a life with no sin. He's pure. He obeys all the commandments. He loves God with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength, and his neighbor himself. And we, we, s- oh, I. I forgot Miro was translating. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to speak a little slower. You know, he, he lived out all the teachings that he gave. He loved his enemies and offered them salvation. He teached about God's and his life was one of always giving honor and glory to God. In his obedience and laying down his life for all who who would come to him. Jesus made a way for us to be reconciled to God. He died, on, he died this atoning death for our rebellion against God and other people. So it's in his death that he defeats sin and takes his sin and make an offering and cleanses us from sin. But there's more to who God is. Because he doesn't just stay dead. He rises from death to justify us in his resurrection. That we might not just stand clean, but we'll stand in Jesus' works. So that on a cross our sins are taken away, and his in his resurrection, Jesus's good works is put on us. So I think what he's saying to the first group is, you know, 
it's actually bigger than just you being forgiven. You being forgiven points to all what Jesus has done and that the Father will also glorify Jesus for all he's done. The second part that the little children, where they're just called children, is is addressed um, down in the other verse. Is because Jesus makes known the Father to us. There's no way Jesus says, and that that's the the next slide. There's no way that we can come to the Father except through Jesus. And so he says to people around him, and it's actually, it's an interesting passage because it's it's with the disciples and and one disciple just says, like, we don't know where you're going. <laughs> and then after this, another disciple says, like, can you just show us the Father? We don't really, like, we get, you're saying something now, but can you just show us the Father? So the disciples are not totally getting what Jesus is going at. But he's actually telling them, like, there's no, there's no way you can come to God the Father without coming through me. You don't know the Father if you don't know me. So one of the refrains is here is like, do you know the Father? That's the second why the second when the children in 13b, I write you to children because you know the Father. So he's saying, yes, you know that your sins are forgiven. I want to tell you the sins are forgiven for Christ's name's sake, that Christ's name will be glorified. When you know that, then you can also know who the Father is. But without knowing Jesus, you cannot know the Father. And then there's this... He comes two times to the fathers. He says, like, because you know... First one in 13 is, I'm writing you the files because you know him who's from the beginning. So we've been talking about that through John. Him, the one who's, the one who's forgiven is, is Jesus. He's the one who was from the beginning, who came into the world. You know him. And that's ref- that refers back to twice. It's like you, you know who God is. You know him. You know the one that I saw, I touched, the one all things were made by and through, the eternal one, the word of God, the one that came and dwelt among us. They know God. They know their sins can be forgiven by the work of Jesus. This is an important thing. I think we're going to talk about it a little bit more. I did it before, like to... We try to do it when you become part of our fellowship. It's one of the things I talked with the family about also. Um, it's, uh, it's not I want you or I my wish for you is that you will be loved for who you are, not for the one you pretend to be. So we, when we talk about being known, the problem with us humans is sometimes we portray some kind of person we think other people sh- would like 
But then if people love that person, we stand over here and think, well, <laughs> then they don't really love me. They love the projection of who I have over there. So I think when we talk about knowing, really knowing God and him really knowing us, there's something There's nothing very profound and both spiritual and and just our experience of being a human being. When we feel like someone loves us exactly like who we are, then we can really understand that they really love us. So I'm thinking that in this place where the I really know who God is. Like with all of the being, all of what they can, they really know who God is. That makes for something really good because then he says he really knows us. <coughs> then he writes to the young men, you have overcome the evil one. And the second time, you have overcome the evil one. I write to you because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. To overcome the evil one, we have to know that our sins can be forgiven because of Jesus' name's sake. We have to know who God is. So we have to know who Jesus is. We have to... as. It said the second one. We have to understand. We have to have the word of God indwell us to be able to defeat the evil one. So we got to know who Jesus is. We got to know who God is. We have to have his indwelling word in us so that we can defeat the evil one with truth. (laughs) With truth. With (laughs) truth. What's true? Yeah, something with with word of God that's true against the evil one's lies. What is light instead of what's in the darkness. And so it's not necessarily because they're just, they're like people who go to the fitness center a lot and they have big muscles. It's not necessarily that's why. But they're strong enough to abide and understand God's word so they can overcome the evil one. So, so like the obvious maybe person was like, what does that all have to do with us? And that's a good question. Um, yeah, what does that have to do with us? Well, it's the same thing, right? The same thing that that John's trying to paint a picture of also goes for us. We need to get to know God more and more and more. We need to get to know Jesus more and more and more. Not because we have to, but we get to. And that the glory of the glory of Jesus' name is what what actually is the reward of Jesus. All he has done. And that he's able to take away our sins freely and we can be totally forgiven forever. 
and that he really knows us and that he offers it anyway. That we can come to God and know him deeply and rest in being known by him. That God came after us when we were still his enemies in darkness. By Jesus, he came and drew us into his light. The words of adoption into God's family instead of being children of wrath. How? By the works of Jesus and for his glory's name's sake. So then why not come to Jesus today? Maybe you're out there, maybe you're in here and you don't know Jesus. As I said yesterday, the best day is today. The best day is to come today. Put your hope and faith and trust in Jesus. What does it mean for us in our spiritual walk? Well, it says here that we can overcome the evil one. Because the evil one has been defeated. Jesus has broken the slave chains that people have, the imprisonment of the evil one and our sins and rebellion to bring us into God's light. We can shine as God's lights in the world. I don't know if this is going to work, but I said we can be tokens or icons of God's grace. When people see us, we're like, oh, that's what grace looks like. Beacons of God's love to this world. Because we've experienced it. Because we have been able to understand who Jesus is, that he died for his name's sake, that God is that glorious, and that Jesus lets us know who the Father is. And through that, and through his word, indwelling word, Jesus' teachings, we can expel the lies of the evil one. And Jesus has defeated the evil one. Then as I was writing, maybe I wasn't feeling it because I wrote, but maybe you really don't feel like doing that. (laughs) I don't feel like being a beacon of light. I don't feel like, I don't feel like uh, I want to do that. Well, that's where we got to maybe just be thinking a little bit about it again and be like, well, have, have I experienced disgrace? Have I experienced the love of God? Have I experienced who Jesus is? Have I experienced that he takes all these things upon himself? Has Jesus changed me? Has Jesus changed you? What is the picture of God that you can paint? What does that picture look like? Does it look more like what has happened in your life? Or does it look more like what John's trying to describe? And I'm not talking about whether you can paint or not, because then I'll be, I would have, it's the metaphor. When we describe who God is, what does he look like? Does he look like me too much? Or does he look way more amazing, beautiful, and awesome?
or does it look more like a st stick figure of me? Because then I think we have a wrong view of who God is. No, we have to remember how deeply God has changed us. Um, that he showed his glory to us through Jesus. That his glory indwells us by the Holy Spirit so we can overcome sin, defeat the evil one, and defeat what so often happens in the dark, that people are full of shame, pain, and guilt. But, but God was changing us into his image, restoring us to the image we were created to reflect so that we would worship and enjoy God for who he is. Now what f makes us fall about these things is worry, fear, shame, things that happen to us. But do we hold on to the good news of who Jesus is? Also, when we're in deep need, do we believe that Jesus can meet us again? That we can yell out like the Psalms and cry, like, where are you? And he'll meet us. Maybe not exactly when we want to, but he will meet us. Then he will cleanse us so we can shine brighter. Not only for his sake, but also that we will enjoy him and reflect who he is. The one who means all to us. Are we filled with the word of God so we can, so that comes out of us as hope for people? Then it doesn't matter if you are a kid in here or you just became a Christian or you've been a Christian your whole life. No, it matters what we know about who Jesus is and who God is. And that the Holy Spirit is changing us so we can paint a more beautiful picture of who God is. Not just for others, but for ourselves too. That we really believe who God is. And we won't fall into darkness and stumble around in it. But instead we'll go towards the light. That's what John's trying to do, and that's what we try to do every Sunday. Because it's like Monday through Saturday, sometimes we get in doubt whether God is that great. So we try throughout the week as well to pray for one another, encourage one another, paint that picture throughout the week that we will live as lights in this world. And by the Holy, <laughs> and by the Holy Spirit, live it out. And then, like, there's an objection. Yes, but all those things are, like, just like I didn't want to do it. It's also kind of impossible. Yes, it is impossible. Even if we work really, 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 really hard, my brother and other people aren't going to see who Jesus is. Unless. Unless what? Unless the Holy Spirit opens up the eyes and minds to see how wonderful God is. But that's why... Although we, uh, no matter how long we have walked, we're still in great need to have the Holy Spirit do the work through us. But we can hold on to, we are lights, and he's in us. And we ask and plead that he will 
help us to be lights that shines so that other people will see and they will experience that they can be known and loved by who God is. Because there is not a lack. There's no lack. It's for all who will come. All the sins of all who will come. And that's back to the first part. It's, it's for all of it to the glory of Jesus' name. So we ask for ourselves to come and receive more and more. And it will complete, and it will be complete when Jesus comes back. But if you just close your eyes, just like, just one moment. Think about, just think about all the things you've experienced with Jesus. how he's changed you, how he's given you wisdom, how he's given you joy. That time where he just, you know, you'd experience him so strongly. He gave you wisdom in conversation. He answered your prayer. He he didn't answer your prayer. He All that found in him is what he's done on the cross. And rising again. Will that not make our hearts burst with worship and rejoicement, rejoicement, re- rejoicing and praising who God is by the Holy Spirit? Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, you know, I often pray, <laughs> the Lord of heaven and earth, the uh, Lord of heaven, heaven's armies. But uh, Lord, I, I think I actually don't know that, how amazing that is. I try to say it because I want to be overwhelmed with who you are. You're also my father. You're also the one who created me and all of us. Lord, I'm asking for all of us that you will, by your Holy Spirit, you will paint a clearer picture of who you are. And Lord Jesus, help us to see how amazing you are that even as you save us, you are going to get glory from the Father. And Holy Spirit, as you're convicting and drawing people to yourself, you bring praise to God and and Jesus. And you will also get praise in the Trinity. So, Lord God, there's so much more there. And I, I do ask that you would increase our capacities to love you and love one another as Paul said like enlarging our hearts open our eyes to see let's be overwhelmed with who you are help us to worship and to rejoice in who you are we 
ask it for your honor and your glory and our good. In Jesus' name, amen. I made it through another week. <laughs> uh, please don't run away. We have really, really uh, great leftovers from from yesterday. Uh, and there should be plenty. Uh, so come and join us for that. Uh, come and join and sit with people, talk with people, encourage one another. Um, yeah. So you may stand up for the benediction from Jude today. Um, Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory blameless with great joy. To the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time now and forever. Amen. Amen.